What up to my community? This is Creative Ambiance, and I am your host, Levi. Thank you all for being here. You made a good choice to tap into this episode because we have a gem for you. We actually just hit 100k views on all of our episodes, and that's not even counting what we've done on audio, but thank you all for the support and continuing to tune into the show week in and week out. I just hope that you've gotten some value out of these episodes, and if you have, please do tell a friend or homie that you want to see win. So many codes are shared each week, and this episode is no exception. My man Felix dropped by and came correct. His perspective is so refreshing, and I think you'll see why after listening through to the end. We touched on the importance of being versatile, adapting through adversity, and a lot of stories of his musical journey in which he talked about being immersed in the Chicago music scene. So don't go anywhere. This is episode 85 of Creative Ambiance with Felix. What up, y'all? It's Felix, man, from right outside of Chicago, that 3630, man. We're here with Creative Ambiance. Y'all get in tune. What up, people? Welcome back to Creative Ambiance. Joining me today, I got a good brother out of Chicago, Illinois, but currently visiting Los Angeles. He goes by the name of Felix. He yes, is yes. a vocalist, producer, instrumentalist, engineer, basically a, a damn multidisciplinary artist, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you do? You ever like label yourself as a certain medium, or do you just kind of go with it? I don't. My homie, uh, the mind calls me a, a jackknife or a like a pocket knife or like a, a, a jack of all a trades. A army knife is what he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good so, way to put it. That's I don't. Good... I just I just love to do whatever is necessary to make the shit make sense so you know i love it man well a man of many talents yeah. of anything which we're gonna get into for sure especially yeah. like every one of those aspects like i told you a little bit ago i'm a fan of your work um and i feel like there's a lot of places we could start I appreciate that you know we could, we could start with uh the live stuff the music stuff but i want to start with the music mm-hmm. so do you remember the first time that you fell in love with music and if so how young were you or what age were you um, I don't think I consciously remember, but my mom tells me a story about uh, when I was probably three or four. My um, my godfather, uh, God bless, uh, Buster, um, Eldred Buster Robinson, um, was played organ for my mom when I was a good kid since before I was born, since before like the eighties or seventies or some shit, a long, long time ago. And um, it was a choir rehearsal that she was directing. She was a choir director, vocalist, all that. Um, it is still a choir director and all that. Um, Your mother? Yeah. Okay. And so um, they were teaching, having choir rehearsal, and I just was like trying to get up on the organ, trying to get up on the organ. And he put me up on the organ and sat me on his lap, and I was just like doing like this. And I just kept like every week, every rehearsal, I would just want to get on the organ. And all the other, you know, little boys would want to play drums and all that stuff and just like bang on stuff. And I was like, I just want to play that. The keys. Yeah. And that's just, that's, that just, it just always was a thing. How young were you, do you think, back then? She told me I was four when it happened, but I remember being five and like, I remember being in first grade was that was probably six and like writing a song for like a project like right on the piano and like a chorus a, a verse a second verse like wow. a bridge like i remember doing that at like six so it was basically before you were even conscious you were it's just literally in my yeah it's in my blood like, damn yeah, yeah. so you you had uh your parents have, have been you've been in like brought up in a music family like, absolutely yeah my um my dad's brother uh ray white played for Frank Zappa back in like the the 80s, late 70s, early 80s, and um, oh, wow. still he still does um, does Zappa play Zappa with Dweezil now. Damn. Um, 
Uh, my mom, all her brothers and sisters sing as a group. Uh, my grandfather had a, had a quartet. Uh, my grandmother sang in the choir. My dad also sings, plays the bass. All, a lot of my dad's brothers play the bass a guitar. Damn. Um, my little brother plays drums. My cousin, Blake Davis, sings. It's um, part it's, of the it's DNA. Like, yeah, it was, yeah. I was surrounded by it from the beginning. That's insane. Um, yeah. So the with having been brought up specifically too, like in the church with gospel music, does that play a factor in your sound today? I have, that's kind of a rhetorical huge, question, but like huge. No, because I think people like, and I don't think it's that way as much anymore now. It's over the last few years, but people who you know would discredit gospel or like Christian music, but like you know '90s. Like 80s, 90s gospel. I mean, 60s, 70s. And you can really go all the way back to like you know 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s gospel. Like even when I was in high school, like you know Ty Tribbett, you know GA Soundcheck. That that was that's the blueprint for all the live arrangements that I do. It's like I needs to be this this cinematic and you know those those were so gospel definitely definitely super inspired everything. You know it was it was some fire coming out of gospel. You know when I was coming up when we were kids. So yeah, know. and I'm sure that kind of enlightened you or expose you to like the different side we kind of talk about how you're in like a multidisciplinary with mm -hmm. like vocalists and a producer and all those other aspects too it's like there's so many of those elements within gospel music as well yeah. so you know i'm sure like without even knowing it you were kind of ingrained in that and also yeah. you were sub subconsciously like studying it almost right absolutely i mean well growing up there were my, it was a drum set in my basement. There was there were keyboards, there were bongos, congos, little percussions. There was a, a kibasa was the doorstop in front of my door in my room. So like there were literally instruments all around the house. Did you all wow. you had to do was find one, pick one up, like learn how to shake it, learn how to hit it, learn how to play it, learn how to change the sounds. Like and my, my brother got a guitar. When, or my uncle actually got me a guitar for Christmas when I was six. My uncle Ray got me a guitar. I never forget this. He came over. He was staying with us for like a few months. He went to guitar center and they were just like, oh my god, like we know you. You're, and it was like. Whoa! He just <laughs> gave him a guitar, gave me a guitar for Christmas, and I was like, so I was surrounded by instruments. You know, it was always like that close to me for me to just pick something up and play it, figure it out. And so I feel like the the multifaceted like instrument is just it just came from just being surrounded by everything and wanting to know what everything sounded like. And then just movies, really film. You know, when I was in middle school, high school, film really started to play a part in why I wanted to produce and like why I wanted to create actual sounds and like put sounds together and bring them all together as one. But like. You know, before then, it was just like learning everything. Like I didn't start playing bass laws in high school. Oh. You know, I, my first instrument was actually drums. Oh, okay. And when I was three, I was playing drums. I remember playing drums. I don't remember like getting on my uncle's lap, but I remember playing drums and like not being able to sit on the seat and just standing on the foot pedal and like reaching up. <laughs> but you know, my brother played in church. I played in church drums. You know, I switched to organ. My brother would play drums behind me, and then you know, but it, it was always around me. Instruments were always just everywhere. I'm so. curious, how does the film aspect play into that? As far as like making you really want to. Getting some music so like the story with this is like um there was this i forget i was probably a maybe eighth grade or freshman i can't remember and i was watching a saw movie and it was like late like it was like oh, dark saw? Out. i was watching a saw movie and i was sitting in the living room my mom was like you know some dishes in the sink right and i'm like okay let me go do the dishes and so i just walk in the kitchen and from the kitchen you can't see the tv from where you're like doing dishes you can't see the tv excuse me so i was like I'm hearing this shit happen, and I'm like, damn, like, this is, I feel like something's about to come up, and I'm thinking, like, oh, wow, like, the the feeling of, like, something's about to happen is coming from the music, and so, like, maybe uh... a few days later, or the next day, I sat down and played the movie again, and played it on, like, mute, it was just like, 
this don't hit the same without the music. Yeah. And that just was like, oh, this is a thing that's like really drawing emotion like into things and not things. And I started watching different genres of films and being like, oh, like in dramas or in romances or in comedies or in this and that, this is giving you a feeling of like whatever emotion they're trying to get you to like feel like laughter or like or, or crying or like whatever it is. And I'm like, oh, this is what like I want to do this. Like, so the the aspect of evoking emotion through music yeah. is like what made you like want to. Cause it's a really? way of express. It's a it's a it's a direct way of expression where it's like I can I can tell you, like I can show you how I feel, or I I can tell you how I feel, or I can make you feel the way that I feel. Yeah. Like, and not in a way of like I'm gonna put my shit on you, but in a way of like I'm gonna make you understand this is in a series of scenarios, a series of sounds and frequencies. Like oh, like this is the feeling that he was trying to convey through whatever visual was going on or whatever situation he was going through, and it's like wow, like. That's a crazy way of like expression. It's, just, it's like a form of storytelling yeah. too, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, with everything that I do, especially working with other artists, I try to like, you know, take their, you know, I, I, I was, it's funny because Carrie always says like when we were first in the studio making her album, she would say like, she would express something or say something that she felt an idea she had. And I would just like kind of stare at her and like we we're dating now, so she'd be like, "Oh, you you had a crush on me." I'm like, "Okay, no, I wasn't even on it. I'm just, I was literally trying, like listening, like looking at you, watching, like still listening to you, like." seeing what feelings you were giving after you said what you said to try to like just read between like you know the fine lines and like okay this is what you all right let's go do this do you do you think your brain works automatically like th that at this point or yeah, are you like even conscious of it happening no it's annoying i can't i can't <laughs> i can't watch a movie without being like ooh, like this would uh, go so good uh, right here i, I hate it i i, I it's, like, it's a gift and a curse because i can't I just enjoy like anything i'm like oh i want to be on the other side of this i want to just like it's like no, that's dude. so funny because my roommate who's not here right now mm -hmm. who's also he's a really fire cinematographer he tells me the same thing because he's watching scenes and he's just dissecting like all of the cinematic aspects Bro, of it you I can't even can't enjoy it. It. yeah i <laughs> like, can't help it it's like uh, i can't help it. i wish like i wish i could like just turn it off like there's no switch on it it's crazy yeah and even like going back to the gospel part that we were talking about yeah like you even named an album gospel gospel yeah. yeah and i was curious to ask you about this what is the the meaning of the artwork right because you mm -hmm. have basically a, a church that's burning with i i'd i'd uh, assume that that's you standing outside of it mm -hmm. what is the the like so the idea behind that was you know it was symbolic the church was symbolic of just religion and um really the structure that it was portraying itself to be where it was something that you know i felt like it was it was just a lie you know, as far as I grew up in a church, I've seen, you know, both sides mm -hmm. of the pillow or whatever. And it's just like, I just don't, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's a tax scheme. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's just what that was. Like in that, in that moment, I was very, you know, I was frustrated. I was upset. I was dealing with a lot. This was 2017 too, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. A very, um transformative year in my life I feel like um in terms of just you know getting on setting myself on my own path and really just like going full full force you know and, and moving forward and moving out of where I was into where I knew I sh you know needed to be yeah you know um so that's really what that represented you know me standing in front of it being like I'm glad that I made it away from this thing before I got caught up in the fire that you know it was ah, inevitably like I gonna see. be you know I'm glad that I got the clarity and had the space to you know go in and, and research and learn and understand and get my own perspective on life and realize what I was, you know, what I was taught and, and, and what that was. And that was, you know, just kind of, it was truths and uh, there are truths inside of it. There are truths in every lie, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's what that was. That, and that's like a very important thing is as you get older, you start to form your own opinions 
and mm-hmm. form your own like perceptions like you were saying of things you know what i mean and mm-hmm. sometimes when it's ingrained as i'm sure as it was for you and a kid it's like can be almost like life-changing like when you come to certain realizations yeah definitely and you know being being surrounded by and i've had you know like serious 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 like standing up yelling across the table conversations with close friends of mine about like defending you know religion because i you know mm-hmm. i know a lot about it because I've just been in a very close proximity to it my whole life in terms of like my, you know, my father's a pastor, like he was a, he's a teacher, he's a, he's a, doc, a, a doctor in theology. Wow. So he's very educated on religion, on theology, on like, you know, the Bible and different religions and all these other things. And so I was very, I just really knew a lot about it in terms of like what it said, what it meant, like what the interpretations were, but it was about, you know, history and perspective and all these other aspects that we don't really pay attention to and we just like go along with that which is what's you know shit that we've gone along with for years and decades and generations and all these other things and like i just you know i just came to a sense of realization in my own life of what that what that really was and what that meant to me and what it was supposed to be to me and and what how i was going to move forward in that context and it was like i'm glad i was there because i learned a lot there because i you know I, I understood a lot about community there were a lot of good aspects to what that was but in terms of like a doctrine and a way of living my life like i feel like there are other ways and more inclusive and more positive and beneficial and like you know ways to live life than that yeah <laughs> and so for me it just was like hey this shit's about to burn down i'm my bad i'm out here i'm going this way like, i'm looking like okay which way are we going y'all need to get the fuck up out of there before this shit burn down y'all yeah. end up in the rubble I got you. And you use the music, as you were saying earlier, a form of expression, mm-hmm. too, right? Because these are things you were going through internally, but you put it out in the music. Yeah. And Yeah. I mean, that, that that's the safest way. To, for me, that's the safest way to, to, to express how I feel is through music, is through sounds, is through sonics. And I'm also the most effective, I feel like, you know, I feel like words are like just words, even, even in terms of like, in music even a lot of times like words are, are are only will hit a certain level of you know of connection with a, with a listener excuse me whereas you know frequency sounds like feelings like a certain kick hit in a certain way is like oh like you meant that or like that was you know something's happening right now something's important you know i can say something in a certain way you know if i'm like man this shit is bo-, if i'm like man this shit bogus ah uh, yeah if it's like oh like the way you deliver it the way you deliver it and it that that comes before you even hear the words it doesn't even the words don't even matter a lot of times the words are just a confirmation for the feeling that's so true bro because something i've realized with that is like if you say something confidently people mm-hmm. will believe you even if what you're saying is bullshit like and that's what the music industry is. But that's <laughs> a lot of that. <laughs> that's oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm really, yeah, I'm, I'm talking that, but you're not saying nothing. Yeah. It's like, oh, people believe you until you realize that. And then it's like, oh, you're not really saying shit. That's so. a really good point. That's okay. a really good point. Yeah. Going back to the, the childhood part, um, you grew up in Fox Hills, right? Fox Valley. Fox Valley. Yeah. Okay, Fox yeah. Valley. How, how was yeah. life like for you growing up in Fox Valley? Um, it was, it was, it was, you know, it was cool. It was interesting. It was fun. It was like chaotic. It was a lot of things in different times of my life. Um, I honestly, I honestly had like a very open, like I could go out and do shit as a child, as a teenager in high school. I could have a social life. A lot, like a lot of people, you know, I was in church still, but like my parents allowed me to like kind of go and do shit. And you know, I honestly. I have, there's a lot of shit that I haven't told my parents that I've gotten into, mm-hmm. even to this day, which is like, it's a time and place for everything. Absolutely, so like, yeah. There's you know, some things you just don't want your parents to know. <laughs> I got myself into some things that I, you know, 
I shouldn't have been involved in, but it was like I, I, I still had a foundation, you know, to come back. I still understood right from wrong. I still had principles. I still had values. I still had, you know, morals and all these other things. But I just was like, you know, I was still wild. And I was still like, it was, and people, people like confuse the suburbs with like a safe, comfortable, like, oh, you live in a big house and like, it's five mm-hmm. bedrooms and have two. It's like it's, it's not all like that. Every house is yeah. not like every neighborhood isn't like that. And there's also there are projects in the suburbs you could take it take you through Aurora, and you'll see all the same things you'll see in Chicago. You know, like it's 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 not it's not everybody from there is from Chicago, the west side or the south side somewhere. We're relocated to the suburbs. That's what that that's what that is for for black people. Okay. So like that's how we got out there. That's how all of us got out there. So. Um, it was what it was. I honestly am glad that I'm from where I'm from. I don't regret anything about being from where I'm from. And I, it made me who I am and who I'm going to be. And, you know, we're going to take it or we're going to take it. It's a lot happening there right now. Really? You know, it's, it is. It's a lot, of, a lot of great things happening right now. A lot of creatives, a lot of art, a lot of designers, a lot of artists, musicians, a lot of business happening. Mm. So, yeah. What, and back then, too, aside from what we've already covered with the gospel and like your family upbringing, mm-hmm. what were some of your influences outside of that in terms of music or just arts and culture? Um, honestly, I, my, my dad um, introduced us to a lot of different kinds of genres of music, styles of music even. Um, I was into jazz, I was into rock, I was into like experimental, I was into like psychedelic rock, all types of different stuff. Um, Sports. I played sports growing up, and so like the teamwork aspect, the camaraderie aspect, the like oh, yeah. hard work aspect, like the just the conditioning, like all that, I was ingrained in me. I did martial arts growing up, oh, so wow. all those things of like I have to work, like you gonna you have to be able to take contact and like absorb and like deflect and like you know balance and you know control your power, like all these things, all these aspects, like were just ingrained in me. So it was a lot of principles that I had to j- translate into whatever the fuck I decided I was going to do with my life. And so that's why I was never really concerned. But I, I kind of always knew I wanted to do music. You did? That's what I was going to ask you. Did you always, always knew it was music? I kind of always knew. Like, from I remember writing that song when I was in first grade and being like, or maybe first and second grade. Maybe it was second grade. And I was like, it was some Native, it was about like Native American, some Native American tribe and what happened with their tribe. And I had to write something. I had to either like write a poem or like, I just decided to write a song on the it piano. It was a school project? Where I carried my little keyboard to, to school. I was walking to school. I carried my keyboard to school and sat in front of the school and had my little sheet music and like played oh, it and sang it. And was like, <laughs> like yeah, but this, this is it. That's what I'm about to do. Like, uh, it was it probably was like some, I don't know, some, I don't know. But I, I read somewhere though that you were like, pretty good basketball when you were coming up right or yeah I was, nice I, was, I was nice i was nice I, I do damage to you know anybody watching this tape right now can, can get can get it, can get it for sure <laughs> the ankles I, yeah i'll get my five from the crib and <laughs> get your five from wherever and it's 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 a i definitely for sure could get a five together okay scrape anybody with me on it too yeah. what, what what's your strength are you a shooter are you got handles <sighs> First, what is of, it? first of all, I'm a, I'm a lockdown, I'm a lockdown defender. Let's start oh, there. Second okay. of all, I'm I'm a I'm a floor general. <laughs> Third of all, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a mid range demon. Damn, he demon. does it all. Demon, demon, demon. <laughs> and I'm definitely gonna just fuck up your whole plans. Sheesh. So. What is do you do you ever think about why sports and music are so synonymous, in in terms of like. Not artists wanting to be athletes or athletes wanting to be artists, but like I feel like there's a lot of parallels with the culture, right? A lot, definitely, a lot for sure. Especially, you know, the more 
that they both, you know, grow, the more that they become more synonymous. I feel like the more, the more similar they become. Um, I feel like, you know, basketball in particular, to be specific, basketball and, and, and music, rap or anything, like any genre, you know, there are different parts that make the whole, you know, effective. Like, you know, you can have, a lot of people have songwriters, a lot of people have multiple producers, a lot of people have musicians, a lot of people have, you know, A&Rs and other positions. And there's could be the artist who could be the face of it. But, you know, even, you know, LeBron needs different pieces to, mm-hmm. you know, make himself, you know, every player needs step needs different pieces to make himself effective. You know, everybody needs different pieces to make themselves, to make the whole, you know, successful. And so I feel like that's, that's a good dealing with different personalities you know what I'm saying, and being able to function within different personalities and letting each person, you know, flourish and grow and find the right combination. So I keep hitting the mic. No, you good. Different happens. combinations of personalities, you know, putting them together in the right combination, the right group of people that can make, you know, this shit work how it's supposed to work. You know, um, even the coach, you know, like have the right person behind you to be able to see, you know, step back and see from distance and see where the team needs to go. Like all these other things that are, that are necessary in both aspects in, in music, like a manager who's able to see the big picture, see what's going on, put the right, you know, the right um, fucking endorsement in place to write it, write the right whatever to make the shit make sense to get money to get situations up and running for artists to you know whatever it is like I feel like those things matter and those yeah. things, those are the similarities you know you need a good coach you need the right players the right system the right playbook football you know you can't have Michael Vick just in a fucking I formation like, yeah it doesn't it's make true. sense you, yeah. you're, you're wasting a lot of his talent like the manager. In the music sense, has to know the and talents of the artists, how to who you work empower with. them, yeah, yeah, and what they need, what's right for them, and all these different things, yeah. So, yeah, these are and these are things you've taken with you and transferred from from sports to music, right? Absolutely, and that's why I my team is me and, and my lawyer. That's oh, why my team lawyer? is very very small. It's me and one other person, and I have you know I have a pub, I'm, I'm signed to the publishing, but you know I have my personal individual team is me and and that and my lawyer Eddie Sanders. That's it. That's that's the group, and when those right pieces come along, we'll add it, we'll add that we added along to the to the team, and we'll keep we'll move how we move. But until then, it's 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 been working fine, you know, thus far. Yeah. You know, do you, what's the do you can you talk about the importance of wearing multiple hats for yourself? With that said, because I mean, you wear damn near every hat <laughs> for your team. Um, so, if I could put it in four words, multiple streams of income. Multiple streams of income. That's one way to say it. Another way to put it is, um, uh, is undeniability. Like, there's no room that you could put me in where I can't be effective. Like, where I can't do something in a in a in a impactful way in a necessary way but also in a in a at a on a high level. That versatility yeah. is important. Yeah. yeah. You know, you could put me anywhere any, with anybody in any situation and I'll be able to function on some level in a necessary way, no matter what no matter who's there, no matter what's going on. If it's just in the smallest way, if I and I don't care about what way that is. It's just like yeah. how if it's, if I don't gotta do nothing but sit there and be like, Yeah, that's fire, cool. Like I'm not worried about how I'm being, how I'm necessary, how I'm used, or how I'm like needed. I'm just like I'm here, if you need me. Yeah. You know? And so like it's it's just being able to do whatever is necessary, you know, like the feeling of being able to know that I can come into a room and do whatever you need me to do, and know I can be effective, and it's gonna be fire. It's gonna be better than when I left it, than when I than when I found it. Is a great feeling. It's and, a jack you know, of all trades to the yeah. truest form of that. Yeah. I, yeah. Lean, I lean into those kinds of things. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not to say that I can do everything, but it's to literally just be able to help however I can help in every way, and not be like, "Damn, well, yeah, I don't know about that." 
But like, I'm gonna go learn. I'm gonna figure that out, and then I'm gonna come back and be like, all right, yeah, I know I can do this. Like, mm. I couldn't always like, I, I can't, I couldn't always mix the way I mix today. But like, I sat with engineers. Like, I sat with L10. I sat with Don Julio. I sat with, I sat with, you know, Brian Schwal. I sat with a bunch of people, and was like, what's that? What does that do? What does that mean? What is that? Okay, explain that. Yeah, remaining curious. Yeah, you have to. You, when that, as soon as you feel like you're ready to teach some shit. You, ca- you cap out. You just cap out. You mm-hmm. totally cap out. You totally cap out. You see it all the time. <laughs> so, so it sounds like being studious or like remaining a student of the game has played like dividends for you in the long run, right? Because 100%. there's a reason why you can do and you know as much as you know right now because it's through experience, right? Yeah. For the most part, like you've actually gone through it. Yeah, but it's 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 you know it's experience and it's learning and it's and it's also actualizing and and taking the experiences and putting them into practice, and and you know. Doing things and responding and, and acting in a way where it's like, okay, I'm, I know I've seen this before. I'm going to go this way instead of going that way because I know what this is going to do, what this results in. So I'm going to go that way instead, and actually putting those practices, those lessons into practice, into reality. And it's just like, you know, always just keeping your eyes open, keep your ears open and just and just listening first. You know, no matter what, mm. no matter who you no matter who you're talking to, no matter who you you have a conversation with, no matter who's in front of you, like treat everybody with the same amount of respect as like everybody got something to say, everybody got something that I need to hear. And so my first mind is not to be like, Oh yeah, I got something to tell you, I got something to share. It's like, okay, well what like what I, what do you want to say? What what do you need to share? And it's not that I'm not I'm keeping anything from you. It's just like I'm I'm always open to learn. I'm always yeah. ready to learn. And that mindset just like, I don't know. It's that, more effective. I think that's really important to hear from you uh, specifically because I feel like you're put in so many rooms where you're surrounded by like top level artists in the music industry mm-hmm. all the way down to like lower level workers in the music industry. So mm-hmm. like treating everybody with the same amount of respect and also knowing how to provide value to everybody else is like yeah. a huge aspect. Cause no, I mean, no one's more important than anyone. You know, no one is more valuable. No, no more is more is more has more importance than any than the next person. Like everyone is the same. Like everyone mm-hmm. has the same amount of like value on this planet to me. And so I'm gonna treat everyone. If it's some some homeless person I see on the street, somebody I see some rich person that I don't, it doesn't make a difference to me who or what you are, what you've done. It's like I, I treat, I give you the same respect. I give you the same attention, the same time, the same hello. How you doing? You good? Like okay, like. It's the same. That's really refreshing to hear, bro, because in Los Angeles, it's like not like that at all. It's almost the opposite of that. Like, yeah. people will treat you based off of what you can do for them out here. 100%. It's a game. 100% is it's a game. It's insane. Yeah. But, you you know, you learn how to play it and you learn how to maneuver it. But, you don't, you know, you can't get lost in it. A lot of people, a lot of people get lost in the game, get lost in this thing mm-hmm. and start to become shit that they really not. Yeah. And... It, it'll, it's, it's gonna do what it's gonna do to you, you know? Yeah. It's gonna do what it's gonna do to you. It's gonna, it's gonna overcome you. It's gonna, it's gonna do its thing. And that's, it's just not healthy. But you have to, you have to find a way to remain true to, to, to who you really are. Yeah. And, and that's something that I've managed to, I've, I believe I've managed to do, you know, however close I came to losing myself and whatever. Like, like you've been through it too, like, right? Where? Absolutely. You've almost, and you, I'm sure you've seen it firsthand too with. I've definitely seen people who come out here and, and, and get to, and, you know, change and become something that they, you know, n- never desire to be, never have sp- expressed a desire to be, at least. And it is what it is. Like, things mm-hmm. happen. You know, people go through phases. People learn. People how to bump their head. I, I'm a person that has to bump my head to learn shit. Like, I, I understand it. I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking nobody's 
you know, process. Yeah. But it happens. It does happen. And it's and it's really about just keeping, you know, staying true to your values and keeping people around you who are gonna keep you to your values and who really truly know you, who understand you, who only wanna make you better and, and also see you succeed, but like keep you true to who you are. Not like I'm just gonna like try to dump like just dumb you down or like I wanna just silence you like you too hot, you too turnt, you too lit, like I'm gonna let me just like you need to chill. But like, okay, don't forget like this is why you're doing what you're doing. This is the reason that you said you wanted to get this whatever, it's because you was gonna do this or you're just gonna do this. Like stick to who you are, stay true to the things that you said. You was gonna but whatever you told God you said you was gonna do when you got this, like stay with that. Like don't forget that. Like, Man. Those cheers, type of people. Cheers to that, bro. Yeah. We, salute to that. Salute to that. We didn't even get a cheers in yet. We did an yeah. <laughs> official cheers in with that. Nah, man, that's that's important. I see why your father was a pastor, bro. Nah, <laughs> I mean, there's some things in there. That's, there's some things in there. That's, <laughs> there's some things in there that's, that's you know that's legit. You know, it's it's about it's about things that's deeper than just you know. But yeah, yeah, I feel like that's important, man. You got to stay true to who you really are and what you really what, what you really want to accomplish in this shit. And that makes being that makes this whole shit a lot easier if it was when you really have a plan, you know, mm -hmm. you really have a plan because you can maneuver and do all this shit and then be like, okay, well, as soon as I get boom, 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 then I'm good, I'm out. Like this is what I want to do. I can go do this and set this up and X, Y, Z, and then. Is, are, is everything you're, you're speaking on right now is does that come into play when you decide who you're collaborating with? Like obviously you've collabed with, uh, like amongst many others, uh, Saba, uh, No Name, Smino. Mm -hmm talked about monty booker mm -hmm. like does, do you just work well with these people and like you're a good judge as a character with them you have chemistry obviously like everything that you're speaking on does that come into play when you're deciding like who to work with well those relationships happen those relationships were super 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 organic and like those didn't have anything to do with like positioning or like where i wanted to be or what i wanted to do those just happened with me just like doing what i was doing and being around certain people who were put me around these people like got you how i met monty was i, I knew saba through this is, I just about to say a lot. Let me slow down. Not so I met good. Saba through, I met Saba, I think, I believe first. But I met Saba through uh, Ralph Jean, who is now Smino's musical director, drummer. Um, I met him through, through him, met Saba through him. And, and what one was this? This 2000? was 2000 and I believe 15. Okay. In Chicago? 14, in Chicago, yeah. Okay. And me and Ralph and, and, uh, and M Skills are based inside of Chicago. We're playing this gig, some gig on the West Coast that was just a disastrous gig. Like, you we were just like, man, I'm tired of this shit. We, <laughs> we, we had the, the craziest arrangements to this show, and it was just like, just a kind of a farce of a tour. Like, somebody set a bunch of dates and nobody came, and we were just like, oh, this is, this is, we, we too fired to be doing shit like this. And Ralph was like, hey, I got this gig with Saba coming up, you should play. I'm like, man, hell yeah, like, I'm <laughs> of course. with that. And so, you know, we played the gig and we had the first rehearsal and Saba was like, you trying to slide to the crib and like, let's make some beats. And so like, you know, after that, sh at, at that show, um, I know name opened, it's more actually, was it, was it, I, th I don't know if it was Raven and Monty or Smino and Monty, I can't remember who, who opened, it was them, and then No Name opened, and then Saba was the headliner. Oh, and I, but damn. I, I met, so they I were met, all in the build. I met all of them on that same day, No Name, Smino, Monty, Raven, Chris Classic, wow. L10, on the same day. Uh, Brian, um, Brian uh, 
Sanborn, Luke Titus. I met all of them on that same day. Wow. And so it was like, oh, what's up? Like Chicago music scene Literally. of the YouTube like, like, <laughs> of that time. And so I started Man. I started going to Sawa's house and like making beats with him and like no name would come. And then she was like, Yo, y'all wanna help make my album? And then we went to LA and made telephone, Cam, met Cam, did Shadowman in Chicago, like went to LA, made the album, was like oh, It's like, crazy how things like that happen, you know, uh, off of one it was occurrence. A blur. Yeah. Like it makes you think about like, what if you just didn't go to that one? What like, if we didn't move to the city? Yeah, like, what if I never moved like to the actual? So city? that that happened because you were already in Chicago, right? Or well, I was you... coming. Well, I was in a band. I was in a band called The Art of Cool in two thousand from two thousand twelve to probably twenty fourteen. And so we were like, we had came to the city and we had played the House of Blues, we had played the Metro, we had played Reggie's, we had played all the like Chicago like band venues, and we just kind of broke up, but we were kind of in the city still and. I was just playing around Chicago, doing church shit, doing like a little like grown and sexy, weird ass fucking 40 plus gigs and shit, like just trying to make money yeah. as a musician. Like in my early 20s, and I met I met some musicians who knew some artists who went went to school with some people, sobbing them like, and that just got me connected to artists who were really trying to do a thing. I'm like, oh, this is what I'm trying to do. Like I'm really I'm really fired. Y'all really fired. Let's put this all together and like try to build something. And it just happened. Like were it you, just happened. It was being in that band. What what caused you to move from Fox Valley to Chicago? Or yeah, okay, yeah. It wasn't even like it wasn't even like them. It was just like there's no market in the suburb for real to play shows. There's no venues to play shows. Let's go to the city where maybe we can get like you know a bigger. Because we you know we were seeing Chance. We were seeing kids these days at that time. Like we were like okay, like this band shit happening. Like let's try to get to the city where we can get some type of like buzz, buzz, yeah. and then try to go do some shows, like do festivals and like other shit or whatever. And we just it just didn't work out. But like, you know, that, that time to... I met a bunch of other musicians who were playing for people like, you know, I met like like I said, Ralph and them who were playing who knew Saba from like, you know, Columbia or just being in the scene and then just got in got in tune with all them. I met I met Monty and Smino. Well we I got I linked up with Monty and Smino in the studio actually because um he had tweeted some it was like, y'all looking for a soulful bass player and Saba was like, Yo, you. you need to meet Felix and tagged me on Twitter and then put me in a group chat with him. I was I remember where I was. I was at I was at Kyle Fanner's house downtown. He went to he was in the Roosevelt and Roosevelt buildings downtown. And he had went left and went to class and I was just chilling down there. I was like, bro, I'm literally downtown. I'll take the I'll take the blue line out to Austin right now. Just stop me from the train and we'll go and I think I literally went out there. I actually went home and then recorded it for, for and sent it to Saba. He sent it to Monty and Monty was like, yo, just do a little more chill. And then I did it more chill, and that that was it. And then it was like, yo, pull up. I ended up that started playing for me, from then like till for the next few years. Man, and then it was just it was just on. What year was that? That was twenty. That was twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. Oh wow. Maybe yeah, twenty fifteen, probably twenty sixteen. It's crazy time. because these artists that you're talking we're, we're speaking on now are like on the forefront. You know what I mean? Not back, for real. And back then, like they were in the early stages of the come up. You know we what were I mean? All, it was we were all early. Yeah, we were all like. I mean, they were. To me, I, I knew I knew about them already. I knew I knew who No Name was. I knew who Saba was. I knew Smino, and I just found about Smino and Monty like oh, yeah. a few months before then, like before all this started to happen. Mm -hmm. But like I knew about all them, like, and so it was just cool just to be working with local artists who I felt like were talented, you know? Because like I don't know where I was from. It was like a lot of people who were doing shit that was like out. I felt I felt like I was outdated, or like kind of just like repetitive, or like not really like creative. And yeah. I was just like. This is a new, like, progressive right, sound. Like, I'm on some whole other shit, like, and so it just really was, it was comforting to me to find these people, like, and we became, we were actually friends, like, we actually built a real relationship, so it wasn't, like, as contrived as, like, okay, well, 
this person knew this person brought them into the same. It was like, no, we just like linked up that way. It just happened. That yeah, way. there's something to be said about developing organic relationships like that, right? Because the real. chemistry is unmatched when it's organic like that. I feel it's unmatched, and you can't you can't redo that. You can't remake that. You can't re like design that. You can't like reform that same. You can't create recreate that same feeling. Very like, true. The way I produce this like now is like. I can't do the same thing twice because of the fact that I know it has to be that real in the moment where it's like once it's done, like that's that that's that. If it works, it it works. If it gets lost, it's just gone. Like it can't be redone. Like that's a moment. And Very so true. It, it's it's different that way when those moments come to life. You know, it's different. We've seen the result. You know, those you can hear it in the music too. Yeah, when it's absolutely. not forced or constructed nah, or manufactured like that. For real, right? People know the difference. What what when did you start to develop your own sound, and yeah. how was that? How did that come about? Oh man! So around like 2013 or 14, I started like I started recording my own music and like singing and trying to rap and like do things with my voice and be creative. And I think around like I, I can remember. I'll say this as a moment when uh, we were making Shadow Man. This was this was like this had to be like May 3rd because I remember. It was two days before my mom's birthday because I remember that John Doe's birthday is the day before my mom's birthday and everybody went out to get alcohol and came back to like celebrate her birthday and that's when I went in the studio to do like my Shadow Man vocal stuff okay. and all the shit that I did on Shadow Man. And so that was before that happened, Saba everybody had Cam had like given the big story about the song. Um it was me, I was there, the mind, Smino, Saba, no name obviously, um um, Mont I think Monty was there too. John Doe was there. Um, I don't know if I'm not forgetting nobody, but that's that's basically the people that were on the song. Um, and so Cam just they all go and do their verses. Um, everybody they're like, oh, we finna go to the studio. So I was like, hey, you need to let Felix like just go in here and just do his thing on this because we had been working already before then as a vocalist. So he, yeah, so he kind of knew like, oh, he can do all this shit. Let him just go do his thing. But I hadn't really been around nobody else like that oh, much. So they, didn't, they weren't aware. They didn't really know how Saba knew because I was pulling up to his crib like two times, three times a week coming from the suburbs like to the city, back to the Austin, like going down, like whatever. Um, so he had been cooking. So he was like, yo, let Felix go in and do his thing. Like let him just go like cook. And so I went in the studio and like sang like some harmonies, did this little part and then started playing and just like adding, added the outro, like the whole outro section. Um, did some little re-harmonization of some of the chords. And everybody came back, and the song, I mean, the, the song was, like, different, you know, then. But it, it was, like, everybody was just, like, oh, like, this nigga raw. Like, oh, yeah. crazy. And I was, like, oh, okay, all right, cool. Like, <laughs> I can I can do this. I can I can, I can figure this shit out. And I, from then on, that was kind of, like, my first moment of, like, confirmation where I was, like, just doing the thing that I felt like was actually me, for real me, and, like, it being, like, that's hard. All right, cool. Because you got that boost of confidence from people that you respected, right? And people that you actually yeah, valued yeah. their opinion on, right? Definitely. And I felt like, you know, I felt like who I was was tight. And I felt like I had some, like, a, a, you know, a different angle, a different perspective, a different, like, sound, you know, that nobody really had or has. But it's like, it just felt good for people that I respected to be like, mm -hmm. don't, don't even, don't overthink it, bro. Like, you... Okay. You're like I really am that guy. And they've, okay. and they've like, been they've been that like confirming ever since. Like you know, even to this day, like they all be like, nigga, like you going crazy. Like keep going. Hell yeah. Because like, right, sure. <laughs> there's something to be said about uh, 
how you perceive different people's opinion of you. You know what I mean? There's mm -hmm. people that will try to force their advice or opinion on you that you don't really, you know what I mean, take into, consider into consideration too much yeah. versus people that you do and you respect, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. There's people that, yeah, they'll try to force their opinion on you and you don't really ask for it. And also, it, I think there's something to be said about taking the right advice from the right people, right? Absolutely, and, and, knowing, and knowing, you know, how to ask questions, knowing who to ask what questions to, and knowing what responses you're gonna get when you ask the questions, know, you know, you know it, it, there's some things you can't predict, but there are certain there are certain situations where you can ask a question and know what result you're gonna get, and be able to base your you know actions off of that response in a certain way. It's about it's about the wherewithal of why am I asking this question? What do I want to get out of this result? What am, what do I expect? Do I have expectations? And like, what am I gonna do with the answers when I get them? Like, is it worth even asking the question to like, you know? It's a mm -hmm. lot. It's a lot of ways to 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 get information. There's a lot of ways to to understand. You know things that you want to understand. It's about how bad do you want it? Do you really want the truth? And what are you gonna do with it when you get it? Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Some people can't handle the truth. Uh, most people can't. Yeah. Handle the truth. Exactly. <laughs> like they wanna they want the feedback, but it's only as good as it is until you actually put forth action, right? Literally. And you make an effort to implement it. Literally. Literally. If you get bad news, what are you gonna do with that? Like if you if you if you get the answer that you don't want, if you get the worst possible scenario, is that's the reality? What are you gonna do? Do you yeah. want to know that? Like like people will just negate asking a question or figuring out information because they know they already know what the answer is gonna be a lot of times. Like, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you you like <laughs> you will lie and not say something to somebody because you know how they're gonna feel when you tell them. So you'll be like, oh, yeah, you don't want to. You, you don't rather keep that hurt on you than be like, damn, I just don't want to. And that applies to all aspects, whether it's with somebody you're working with, whether it's a relationship, yep. whether it's a family member, friends. Yep. Like, nobody wants to give somebody honest feedback when they can handle it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know the result. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, translating back to your career, mm -hmm. when, you first started to, when, when you first started to notice some, like, real progression in your trajectory, what age were you or what part of your career were you in? Progression in my trajectory. I probably mm -hmm. was. I don't know. I think what I think when I was in college, I realized that I really could be nice. Okay. I went to um, I went to a school called Olivet Nazarene University. Where's that at? It's in like basically Kankakee, Illinois. It's like this another so south suburb of Chicago. It's a small school. I got I got fucked into a a weird college situation where I wanted to go to HBCU, but. <laughs> My dad was like, I'm only going to give you money if you go to a Nazarene school. Mm. And then, then. What's a Nazarene school? <laughs> it's a, just like a different, like, denomination of, like, Christianity. Okay. Like Presbyterian, like, Methodist, like, Nazarene. It's just another, like, it's it's a few different rules, different regulations than, like. Okay. It's, it's like fucking purple and violet. It's, like, just a little <laughs> different. It's, like, basically the same thing, but just. So, okay. I mean, it was cool. I met, I met a lot of good, cool people there, a lot of nice people there. There's a few people I'm still in touch with now. But um, I think then I was with, I was um, my jazz professor, I was a music major, um, a piano major, and my jazz professor was a guitarist who went to Berkeley in like the 70s. Berkeley, oh, wow. And so he was just like, his name was Freddie Franken. I'll never forget him. Freddie Franken. Changed my fucking life. He, he would take me on gigs that I would like, should not, like, <laughs> not, I hope he's not still there and like about to get fucked because I said this. <laughs> but like, he would take me on gigs all the time. Like, 
where I was like 18 or 19 and I was going into bars and like little three piece, four piece shit and just had me just playing this piano with him and just like, oh, crazy. come on, like come sit in. Like we're just going to just put the music up and just go. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I just I don't got shit else to do. And like, but like he, uh, that really just like showed me that I could really like sit in any room and like be effective. Like, you know, but as, it, I mean, with, I showed me with that with the, as a, as a musician. But I got into composition a lot then. I got into um, writing music and composing music a lot then, and like just like forming um, sentences, forming phrases, forming emotions like in in like a certain amount of time. You know, like things like that that I wasn't really having to do for real. Like. I learned in college, and that, for, and that I was only in school for a year and a half, for real. Oh and, wow! And then that year, like, did you come to a realization that, like, I was like, yeah, I'm good. Okay, I'm good <laughs> off this. You can. I'm gonna go back to the crib and like figure out how to do this shit on my own. Also, like, my parents was not trying to fuck with me on nothing. I had to, I had to, I was, I was on a basketball scholarship and a music scholarship. Oh okay. And that's how I was going to school, and I had to drop my bas, I had to quit basketball because like they wouldn't let me do basketball and music at the same time. They said it was conflicting. Because oh. you have to do marching band and concert or like a, a major band in as a music major. And it was just summer was crazy, chaotic. I was late for practice. I was late for mar- all this shit. And it was like, you got to pick one. Like, oh, music. But like, damn, damn, don't make me choose. Yeah. But yeah, so I had to, I needed an extra, like a little something. Music only gave me so much because they were being weird. That's still like weird. But um, I mean, it's not still weird. I don't give a fuck now. But like, it was it's weird. And then my parents was like, we're not about to put no more money if you can't get those. I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to come home then. And so yeah. I just came home. <laughs> so you, with, with, even with that or just uh, any of the other steps that you've taken since then, are you, are you very strategic with the things you do? Or are you more of like a, you kind of trust your intuition and you just kind of go with the flow? Um, it's both. It's both now. It, it, I think that my intuition... And my like planning, my my is is so locked in. I, I feel like I don't know. I I can't even explain how how in tune I feel like I am with like what I'm supposed to do and like how how shit happens. Like I, I, me and my little brother I always say time isn't real, but timing is perfect. Mm, time isn't real, but timing is perfect. Yeah. What do you, what, what does that mean? So it's like time, like when you feel like you're supposed to do something, and it never it never happens when you think it's gonna happen, but like it's always gonna happen when it's supposed to happen. Okay. And you can plan for something, and it can, it, it, like, it's, it, at least with, at least in my experience with music, like, you can plan, even in, I got something in life, you can plan for something, you can expect something to go a certain way, and it may never go the way that you think it's going to go in a series of ways, but whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen the way that it's supposed to happen, and you'll be more benefited by the way that it happened than the way you thought. So you, you need to, so with that said, it's important to accept the outcome and adapt, right? hundred percent. Yeah, adapt, constantly adapting to what happens. Yeah. If you're in a constant state of flow and adapting, I feel like that's more important. Because yeah, because like you said, nothing's gonna end up turning out exactly how you envisioned. So if you're already cool it. with that from the beginning, like mm. if, you, if you're already cool with like shit just going a different way than what you think it's gonna go, you like you're not really. You just like yeah, because you're here for whatever about to happen. Very true. Because you get so mad and like uptight about things not going your way. Like you could waste so much energy on. There's so much shit that I do not give a fuck about in life. <laughs> you seem you seem like you're very right. content and unbothered. But I care. I love everything. I love. I'm very in a, a very emotionally in tune. Like, like, like. Um, I'm a very emotional like person. But like, I don't. I also do not give a fuck at the <laughs> same time. Like, I'm a super duper Gemini. Okay. Like, I love everything. I love everybody. I want everybody to be happy and comfortable. But I also just don't give a fuck about anything it's that's admirable because you seem unbothered to me like you seem unbothered about shit i'm good which is good yeah (laughs) and i'm sure i'm sure i'm not sure actually like correct me if i'm wrong but i'm sure it's taken 
some experiences in life to get to this point, right? 100%. You met you. Do you th- have you always been this way or? No, 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 definitely not. I mean, I would, I would cry after losing a basketball game, and up until I was in like seventh grade. Wow. Just because I just wanted, I was just so passionate. It mm-hmm. wasn't because I was like, oh, we lost. I was like, I just really wanted. I tried so hard. Yeah. And I'd be like, damn, like. I gave everything I had, and we still lost. Like I feel so defeated, but it's like, but it's not over. Like, we we only lost two games this season. Like, yeah, <laughs> you won 12, 13, 14, however many games. Like, you lost two games. Like, you're good. Like, you're still in the playoffs. You're still in the whatever. Like, do you, there's still time to like make it right. Do you do you carry that competitive nature with you today, or not as much? Uh, I think I'm too competitive for like this what do you mean like i think i i I play roulette and so like i'll rather like be competitive like with something like russian roulette than like i got you well bro i got a dartboard after this we could we could we could run some darts (laughs) (laughs) so okay so you're selective on what you're competitive with yeah because i come from a family of like competitors and like fighters and like violent like people so it's like not that i'm gonna get violent but it's like i'm just really when i get competitive i get really comp- like i get too competitive for a oh. lot of people like my me and my brothers like we can get that to that point and be like yeah it's just we just it's just fun but a lot of other people can't like they understand. take it the wrong way like, i'm just playing like i'm just fucking around like i'm not really serious i'm just getting competitive i'm just we're just playing a game but mm-hmm. like so i just be like hey like it's cool like <laughs> we're not gonna take it there but yeah no, I am. I am competitive by nature, definitely, yeah, for sure, for mm-hmm. sure. Naturally, yes, I am a competitor. I feel like in artistry or music, it has to come out in a different way in terms of like how you express that, because I feel like with some people, being competitive could result in you not quote unquote hating on them, but you wanting to or preying on somebody's demise yeah. versus you just wanting to like oh you see maybe one of your homies doing something like really major and you yeah. want to you want to match that or top that it's like it can come from a good place it doesn't no, have to I, come from like a it does and i think that's that's where um excuse me that's where me and monty and, and i feel like groove literally like you know connected it's like we were we were competitive but it was from a place of like i want you to i want you to win like i want to see you like I want to see you at your best. Like, yeah. it wasn't like, I'm trying to beat you. It was like, you raw, like, you the GOAT. We will always be like, nigga, damn, like, I got to go back in. And be like, bro, what the fuck is this? Like, you know, it's just, it's just, mm-hmm. but it's just, a, we're pushing each other. It's not like a competitive, I want to put you down. It's like, I want to pull you up. Like, I'm, yes, I'm doing this. And I'll show you, it. like, what I did. Like, I want to see what you did. I want you to show me what you did. Like, what was that? Like, what did you, how'd you make this sound like that? Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are, there are groups that get competitive where it becomes like that. Because I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep you out of situations that where, are you getting too far? I'm just not. I'm like, I don't yeah. see you here. And like, yeah, it's shit like that. And but. you, you want to surround yourself with people like that, right? Like, you want to surround yourself with people that are constantly elevating because you don't yeah. want to be the top dog in the group, I feel no, like, right? Never. Like, you want to you wanna surround yourself with people that are better than you sometimes. Always. Or I mean, always, Always yeah. want to be around somebody who, who, who got something that you don't have, who, who mm-hmm. understands something that you don't understand, you know? And that's that's going to help you grow. And I, you always want to go and find a thing that don't nobody, you know, that nobody understands or that thing that you can't figure out and be able to give it back and be like, hey, I got, I got some shit for you. Like, yo, okay, you got this, but watch this, boom. And mm, like, yeah. cause it's always gonna help the next person grow and it's gonna push them to a point where they can get you something back. And so that's, you want that balance of like, yeah, I got something, but I know you gonna have something after this. Like, I know yeah. you gonna have the next thing. Or like, I know you got some shit, like, 
this is the, like, we and Monty done been on so many tours where we done been in the front, in the back of the bus making beats and like, we'll listen and be like, bro, what the fuck is that? Like, and just, that's made me, that's made me so much better as a producer, as a like, a musician, as everything. Like, Especially because you two have bro. such a distinct sound of your own. You know what I mean? That but like, it's so different, Mon- yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Monty's beats, like, sound like Monty's beats. Your beats sound like your beats. Man, he, like, al- he always tell me like, bro, I want to learn an instrument. I'm like, bro, I want to learn. I'm like, bro, you can't, you're, you're fine. You don't have to learn. <laughs> like, don't go and like, get too like, constricted by like, theory and like, like, bro, you, you're amazing. Like I talk, I always talk about glass flows. Like oh yeah, like, that's bro, crazy. I, as a, somebody who understands the piano, like bro, I love playing that song. And he, do, I, I don't know, I don't care if he knew or didn't understand what he did. But that shit is just to me. That shit is fucking brilliant. I'm like bro, like you don't have to. You know what to do because you understand how to make music, how you make it, and it comes off exactly how you want it to come off. That shit is brilliant. Yeah. Like I mean, it grew the same way. Like the way he be chopping shit up, sampling and. Cutting shit up is like, bro, it's, it's fucking brilliant. Like, you don't have to go in. You can do. You can if you want. Like, I want to learn how to use uh, how to use fruit loops, but Monty won't show me because he's like, bro, like you, you good. Like, stay in logic. Stay in logic. <laughs> I'm like, man, let me just. I just want to learn how to just like, but, but we. It's it, it. The 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 differences like definitely add. You know. Mm-hmm. In comparison, yeah, definitely, yeah. And all your guys' minds work differently, obviously, right? Yeah. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Wait, besides some of the artists we've we've talked about that you worked with, are there artists like what artists are you a fan of currently? <sighs> Tricky question. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie to you. I don't like listen to nothing new. Okay. Or they're like, I really don't work on it. Don't nobody show me. You're like, is it because you're so consumed with like your current art that's in within your I just realm? Be, I just don't ever not have nothing to do. Okay. And so like even even like even like you know when I went home like I was I I was just was not doing I wasn't listening to nothing. I was playing games with my brothers. I was chilling with my family and shit like that. I started making Carrie's album, and after that I literally went directly into mine. And it was just like, I just be playing old shit. Like I really just be playing old shit. Like I, I. We're talking old shit. How, how old are we talking? Like, eighties, nineties, oh, okay. pre like previous like R and B like old classic shit. Is that like, where you draw a lot of inspiration Joe, from? Yeah. Okay. Yes. And video games and TV. Oh, okay. Even from the nineties and eighties yeah, too. Yeah. Okay. So. I watched Frasier. Okay. I watched The Office. Like. I binge. I watched The Office probably four times this year. Oh shit! <laughs> like I keep The Office on. Like when I get in the Uber to leave, I'm about to put The Office on my phone and like keep watching. Are you studying or are you just like no? A fan? I just watch. Okay. I just I'm just a fan. Okay. I'm just a fan of The Office, but like I I, I I do study film though. I do I do research film. I do watch like the Oscar like winners of all time. I go through lists and like. Oh wow! You like nerd I, out on that stuff? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm like weird with like. Like, I'm really a filmmaker, like, film person. Like, I just also play instruments. Have you ever considered getting into your film bag? Uh, I can't wait to get into my film bag. So it's going to happen. I've been working on getting my film bag for, like, a minute, like, oh, a few years. Man. Which is really why I haven't dropped no real music in, like, what, tempo. Was, I mean, I dropped something last year. Yeah. But, like, I haven't dropped a real album mm-hmm. in years because so you've been like, focused on film that's i've been why. trying to get yeah i've been trying to get into the film situation and you just i'm getting there i'm getting there i'm getting my ducks in a row okay i'm getting my ducks in a row i mean you seem like somebody that goes all in on it so that makes sense why I you're have to. 
why you've taken a little bit of a break from music to focus on that. Yeah, and and it's and it's it's been a blessing to be able to you know like like I've had something happen every month this year. You know, I've had something come out every month this year. Um, it's July, like what second or something like that, third, whatever yep, day second. it is. And so like I've had something happen every month. Something coming out this month too, like. It's a blessing to be able to still work and have things happen and things, you know, which is why going back to being most I faceted is like, okay, I can do this, this, and this, and also just work on this on the side, and then these things can happen, you know, consecutively. That, mul- that multiple streams it's of income. Just, yeah, for half the year, I'd have been eating off of shit that happened that last year, oh, yeah. two years ago, you mm-hmm. know, like so. It's it's a bl- it's a blessing in that facet, but it's like okay, now I can really charge. I'm not really put time in. I can really like put my energy and my you know my ducks into this. And then that can cook into what's gonna do, but it's it's about to be it's about to be up. I can't even lie. Okay, I'm excited to see what's to come with lie. that. Um, if it's anything, as anything similar to with your music, bro, like I'm I'm definitely excited to tap into that. Yeah. What a uh, what's your creation process like when it comes to to music? Um, it's very it's very random, but it, but but not random in the sense of like. It's more spontaneous, like it comes in waves. So like I, I don't know. I, I I like to do things that I don't normally do, till I get inspired. Like I don't really read a lot. Like I I have like really bad like ADD, ADHD or something. Oh, you do? But I've never been took medicine. Or but my mom yeah. told me I was twin. Was like, yeah, you got ADHD. I'm like, huh? She was like, no, you do. I'm like, why? You? <laughs> I could have diagnosed you. Yeah. <laughs> well, she got me. They got me tested in kindergarten. They oh, just they never did? told me. Oh, yeah. damn. It just never. I mean, it was better because I learned how to. I learned discipline and like those things helped me like really be able to control my. You know, like okay. It, it can also be a crutch too. You see, it like, is a you crutch. Claim somebody's this, they believe it. Just give them think... throw a kid a pill and like tell them to just you know figure it out. It's like that's crazy. Like, yeah. I, I learned. You know, I learned discipline. You know, I mean, the hard the fuck in hard way mm-hmm. but like I learned I learned discipline and I have this I have a certain level of discipline now where I can sit still and focus on things that I you know, need to focus on and get shit done you know but like um that helped but I think that my process in making music is 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 very like spontaneous but it comes in waves so like I'll do some random shit like read and like just be inspired and just like by by the way that someone said something by the way that they worded some shit and be like hmm and I'll hear something in a way, or I'll look at a, a certain part of the sky and hear something and like make some shit. And I'll just make a bunch of ideas. And whatever idea is like the most potent to me, that will be like the preface. Like that'll be like the foundation. Okay, we're gonna go off of this. And then we're gonna, I might take the other four or five and just like rework them. But where are you putting these ideas and thoughts down on? Like on paper? No, like no I'll, I'll either voice memo or like I'll, rec- I'll like make them in logic, like a scratch idea and like just record some shit on my computer. I make a lot of shit just with my computer, with my laptop. Okay. And so it'll just be on there and I'll just come back to it and I'll eventually like develop it either in the studio or on my, mostly on my laptop. Like most of my album I made just straight on my laptop. Oh, okay. But whenever, this year, next year, whenever. Jeez, it's coming. <laughs> But just like putting, just like putting ideas together and just just like letting them be what they are and then letting them develop as they develop, like treating them like live, existing things and like letting them grow and and like do what they want to do and move how they want to move and like, okay, if I want to get this feature on it, if I want to change the key of it, if I want to slow it down, if I want to speed it up, if it needs to be a higher pitch, if I need to be in a lower pitch tone, if I need to change the way I sing it, like. So you just refine it from there. From the start to finish. It's, there's no way that it has to be for it to be right, except for the way that it needs to be. 
Okay. So I don't hold it to anything. I don't keep it like a certain way. It's like, oh, this is the most far. It's like, no, like maybe it, okay, yeah, maybe tomorrow it will be something different. That's true. But like at a certain point, it becomes what it is. And it's just like, to me, it just gets stuck. Like my album now is like, it's stuck that way. Like it's like, that's, this is what it is. Like there are pieces that have to be added on to make it more of what it is, like features and shit like that. But like, it's there now. Does this new album have a theme to it or? Not, it's not really a theme to this one. This, and that's, I, that's kind of like contradictory to what I said this whole time with film, but it, there's, this one is more of like just feels. Like, and I wanted to do something that's just like feels because I feel like if I get too far into like themes, I'll just get lost and there'll be no like, I need to start, let me start with like the. So it's not to say there won't be one, but the, oh, it, could, yeah. it could construct into one eventually or. No, there's gonna, mind. we're gonna get into the story shit, into the movie shit for sure, like within that same year. But like this first project is gonna be straight field, straight. I mean hits like shit you gonna play at the bar, you gonna play outside, shit you wanna play oh, at the pool, fire. shit you wanna play like at the parties. Everything. It's 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 but it's some it's some R and B shit. But it's like it's 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 jams though. And I just wanna make yeah. jams because I love jams, and I feel like we need some jams, some like R and B jams. We don't got no R and B jams. Yeah. Not even lie. Not, not from the yeah. not from the not from the fellas. Not, not from the guys. Nah, not at all. Not at all. Not from the guys. I'm excited to hear not it one. too. What a going back to the creation process part. What dictates what ideas come out versus one you, you kind of either trash or put to the side. Everything is in the vault. Everything is everything is. Uh, you probably have so much heat, bro. Like just in the archives. More than number I, I will ever talk about. Public. <laughs> I feel like that's a, why is that such a big thing with producers? A lot of producers hoard like some of their most fire work. I feel like, and sometimes it a lot of the best work doesn't make it to the surface. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. What is Cause it? Because I'm I'm one of those producers. That's <laughs> like it's 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 shit that I got with a lot of people. That's like that I hope will come out that may never come out. And a lot of shit that, you know, I have a certain artist, like I'm not gonna take the beat away cause it's like, this song is too, you gotta put this song out. Like I'm just, this is gonna be your beat. I'm gonna have to just do something else with them. But like, I got you. I don't know. Sometimes it just be that way. I, I, I love that I get to, that I know about the hidden tracks that, you know, X, Y, Z, that the homies got that will never be heard. I know, I, I, I'm glad that I have that perspective you now. You experienced it. Yeah, because, yeah. like, I want to hear the I want to hear the Wayne tracks that never came out. Like, I want to yeah, hear the Jay true. tracks that never dropped. I want to hear the Andre song. I want to hear the Andre album that never came out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. but I get to hear, you know, the unreleased whoever album. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I it guess that's drop. it's specific to each artist or each producer. Like, I'm sure they all have their own reasons. But, like, yeah. I, I hear it so many times when, like, an artist will like release a pack or release an mm -hmm. ep of like beats they made like six years ago five years ago yeah. and it's just like bro like you sitting on this you should have dropped like, that yeah. A long time ago. yeah <laughs> but they all have their own reasons and like nobody's entitled to anybody else's art too right yeah, yeah. like you know i mean i feel that but at the same time with the artists it's like it's like you want to you want to make sure that the bit that, that you know this is your this is also as much as it's a passion it's like you know this is something that you we care about this is also our career like mm -hmm. you want to make sure that the business is something that's, that's going to be able to you know take care of you with it you like with as much as your energy as you put into it it's going it's going to give you know as much as you sow in you are able to reap mm. and so i feel like a lot of times with a lot of people it's like okay i want to wait till the business gets right for me to do something you know which is you know a big reason for why i haven't dropped in such in so long is like it's not because i don't have shit to drop because i don't care i'm not making music it's like because i want to make sure that you know, I'm setting myself up to make the right business moves, professional moves. Like I'm gonna drop music. I'm, I've been putting myself out there. I've been, you know, also singing. You heard my voice. You heard my songs. Yep. You heard my lyrics with my voice or somebody else's voice on them. And so, like, 
I've, I've been still like putting myself out there and releasing my, myself to the people, but it's like, I want to make sure when I get ready to do my shit, my business is set up the way that I need to be set up for me to be able to move the way I need to move in the future with the way I'm trying to move and how I'm moving, how everybody's moving is not the way that, you know, the industry might tell you how you're supposed to move. And so that's why, yeah. you know, a lot of things look different or may feel different because people trying to figure out how to, how to get their business together and how to do shit the right way because it's tricky, it's murky out there, you know, it's it's a landmine, so it's a landmine. It's a, I mean, it's a minefield out there. It's a minefield. Yeah, I got for real. You. So you, you're just trying to be militant in the way you release the music, not just put it out and see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm 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 learning. I'm learn I'm a fast learner. <laughs> fast learner. I'm a much faster learner than a lot of people will ever understand and that's that's much to my benefit. Would you how long would you say that you've actively actively been doing music at this point? As a career? Yeah. Um well when I quit my Nike job, I was working I think my last no 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 no. My last job was at J Crew. J. Crew. And that was December, oh my God, December 20, 26th, 27th, I, I quit my job and I was, I'm doing music full time. We were playing a show at Reggie's, which is not like a notable show to like quit your job on. <laughs> but I just knew like, I'm like, nah, this is just what I got to do. Like, I just can't, I was working the first, second shift, like going to school, like producing for a band, like. Like, nah, I need to just do, I need to just go in and fail. Either I'm going to do this or I'm just going to fuck up and go back to. Yeah. And so probably, that was probably 2013. Oh, wow. It's about and 10, so 10, 10 years. Annie, 10 year. years. And it's, it's been. Do you ever think back to that? Just... Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I think back to all that shit often. Now, especially over the last few years, especially. But it was, I mean, it was, it was necessary. I'm glad that I did everything that I did and it's crazy because you you look back and you like shit was fucked up like shit was dark shit was like lonely shit was whatever but for like, your life yeah just in those times like from 2013 to like even moving to LA was like weird like I mean shit still be kind of weird you know what I'm saying like but it's just like I, I, I'm thankful for every step that I took because it was necessary to be able to be where I'm at and the shit that I can do now the shit that I like the like the the shit that I'm able to like, the reach that I have, like the accessibility that I have, like the the platform that I have now, like, bro, I just, I dreamed about even this, and this is just the beginning uh, to me. It's yeah. still I'm 31. It's still the I'm still just getting cracking now. Like, uh -huh. that's a great way to look. But up, I look feel at it. I, it feels I'm like yeah, bro. It's on. If you could if you could speak to that 21 year old version of yourself in 2013, what would you say? Bro, you good. Like, you, just chill. Don't you, stress. Bro, you good, bro. Don't even, don't even, don't trip at all. Like, save the stress. Like, you good, bro. Like, don't stress about nothing, bro. Like, mm. just float. Just, just float, bro. And, and so much has changed in music from then to now, even yeah. with like just technology and the way everything's distributed. And yeah. the, every, the game, the quote unquote game is so different, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, especially over the last, you know, few years, it's been, it's been even more, you know. Um, uh, gravitating or whatever the fuck word it is, it's been it's been it's been changing more in the last few years than it has in the last ten. But yeah. it's like, what are you gonna do but adapt and like move with how it's gonna move, or mm -hmm. or are you gonna be you know intrusive and and be the opposing force and try something different and see if it makes an impact? Like you have a choice, and this is the thing that people don't realize: you always have a choice. 
Yeah. Like you can you can go with the flow or you can go against it. And there are consequences and questions to everything. But like you can choose what like how you want to approach the shit. And what do you, you want to do? What do you need? What do you not need? What skills do you have? What skills do you not have that other people around you have? What mm. who do you know that can help you? What what are you gonna have to go and spend some money on? What are you gonna have what what can you save money on? What can you what can you put what can you invest in that can benefit you in the future? Like you have a lot of decisions that you can make. And that's what a lot of people don't realize, mm. especially in this. I had no real knowledge coming into this, like, of the industry. I thought this shit was like, okay, if I can get to the highest level of music, if I can play at the highest level, if I can operate in the highest level, if I can make jazz and get to the level, I literally am with Herbie, like, <laughs> it's lit, bro. It's lit. It's, it's fucking lit. Herbie, Robert Glasper, Corey Henry, all these people Insane. all around me. I'm sitting next to them like, bro, it's lit. Kamasi, Thundercat. Oh, uh, fucking James and Genius. I'm like, bro. This is where you were, were the early version of yourself. If I can make it here. As a child, I imagined being around these people. Yeah. And I'm here. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with this world. This is this world. But it's like, I have, I have, I have, I have additional things like to say with that, or not against it, but like in addition to that, like I have, a, I have. There's a there's a world that exists that's that's learned from this, that's been watching this, that's been watching y'all do what y'all do for however long since I've been alive. And now I've interpreted that into something different, and it's not less than mm -hmm. what you have to say. It's this is equally as important as when you had to say what you had to say. Yeah. And so it's like it's finding that, like finding that truth in who you are and where all that all that all falls into play. Those are real introspective questions to ask yourself, yeah. and it seems like uh, being intentional with your decisions is even way more important now than it's ever been. Like, yeah, the more you go, the further you get, the more important it is to be very like. Yeah, intentional, mm -hmm. and put your and, and my my girl be saying stand like stand on that like <laughs> if you said something like put your weight on that like be sturdy in that like say it with the chest yeah exactly okay. <laughs> exactly how how did you uh, come come up with your name Felix so I felt like Felix was the person that I was that I was like trying to grow into like like the person that like I'm maturing into like as if like. Me, who I am, I'm making mistakes. And, like, the better person, the better version of myself is always going to be, like, this person. So no matter where I'm at, I, I'm always trying to evolve into this person. So it's just, like, the person that's telling me, like, hey, man, like, you need to be doing this. You need to be this way. Like, don't do that. Like, don't worry about that. Don't trip on that. It's like a conscious it's mind? It's like my conscious, but from, uh, like, f future, like, in the future. Interesting. So, what, 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 is, what does Felix mean, though? Is is it just a name that you It's just a name. It's like a, it's like a name. It's like a... It's like a it's like me, but it's like me, like in the a little bit ahead of where I'm at now. But what Always. made you what made you choose Felix though over anything? It just came it just to you. Sound like it just sounds like his name would be Felix. Okay, you can't really describe that. No, like, you, you gotta kind of see it. Like you gotta kind of meet him, and then like, like okay, yeah, like Felix. I got you. Yeah. Okay, but it's weird because everybody calls me like my 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 mom be calling me by my old government name. And my little cousin called me with my government name, which is is Mike. I'm like, okay. And I'm not calling you. I'm not calling you Felix. Like you just Mike. I'm like okay. But everybody now calls me Fee. My my girl, her family called me Felix. It's like oh, that's crazy. It's like it's just that's just like the person that I've grown. I feel like I've grown into it. I'm always growing. To me, I'm always growing into him. But like, I've come a long way from the person that I was when I decided to like this is what I was gonna do. And so that's just what it's always been. It's helped me grow like a lot in who I who I am, who I was, who I was trying to be. And it just really pushed me to, like, become the man, the person that I knew I was, was capable of being. 
That was fire. Yeah. It's like you're aspiring to become this person throughout your your trajectory. Yeah. I f- I hear you on that because when I came up th- for the name for my for my uh collective and my podcast, I was similar to you. It just came to me. It was like ambiance, like creative ambiance. Like yeah. I can't really explain like why ambiance. Oh, it's the way it, it is. There's a reason behind it, right? So like ambiance is like a French term for the feeling or atmosphere of a place and mm-hmm. environment. And I I've always like push positivity in my life and like creative ambiance and the the logo of the actual brand is like a plus sign right and it's like yeah, yeah, positive yeah, yeah. energy positive atmosphere positive like i i, I strive to curate guests like you mm-hmm. who are like pushing that in their art yeah. in their music and any in any discipline or medium that they're in and stuff like that is just like naturally i put the two and two together to create this so sometimes it's like you don't necessarily have to have like a like a quote-unquote epiphany definition of a reason or something like that yeah yeah exactly that's real a lot of things happen like that where you can you might i guess a lot of times where i say shit i say something on a song and i won't know what it means but it'll make it so real i'll be like damn like i said that yeah and i didn't even know that that's i you might go through some shit after you say it and be like damn this makes a lot more sense to me now than it did when i wrote it because i actually like didn't know what i was even talking about but now like i didn't been through this shit like damn that's crazy like a lot of shit happened like that. especially if it mean, it means something to you yeah too yeah um lastly you, we talked a little bit about uh this new album that you're working on mm-hmm. um when can we expect it if you can share that and is there anything else that you want to touch on in regards to it I don't know when. You know, I was trying to shoot for the fall. Oh, this year or next year? This year. Okay. But I have, I, I shoot really high. And so, like, I won't even call it to a fault. I just, that's just who I'm always going to be. So, I feel like it may be early winter, spring, when, uh, when everybody opens back up next year. But it'll be... It'll be shit happening this year. It'll be some shit dropping this year. It'll be songs, some visuals dropping this year, regardless. Um, but it's an album on the way. It's a series of albums on the way. Series of albums. It's a series of visuals on the way. Ooh. Um, I'm getting ready to put my foot into this shit, like, in a way that I have yet to do. And so I hope, you know, motherfuckers done did what they had to do and got their shit off, because... Um, <laughs> you coming. I'm on my motherfucking way. Hey, let's go. I love to hear that. I'm, I'm spinning the block. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm re- I think I'm ready for it. I'm sure everybody tapped in with you is hope, ready for I it hope, as well. I hope that everybody... I PSA, I hope that everybody is ready for what the fuck is about to be, because it's about to be up and it's about to be on. You know, I've been playing around and all this, doing all this shit y'all been doing. I hope y'all been getting ready for this motherfucking uh, apocalypse. Oh, my gosh. And <laughs> it's going to be R&B, too, you said, right? It's going to be R&B, and there's going to be a lot of other things following. Oh, my gosh. What else can we expect outside of that? Anything else? Movies. 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 So the visual aspect is really important to pair with the music, the visual like you said, aspect, right? It, the visual aspect is going to be the, yeah. The bread and butter to the whole thing, but the music is gonna be the music without a question. Mm-hmm. But the visual aspect is where I'm really gonna, yeah, that's where I'm really gonna fuck it up. I got you for sure. <laughs> All right, Felix, man, we, we'll, well, let's end on that. I love yeah. the energy moving forward. Like I said, I'm tapped in. I'm in your corner moving forward. Yeah. I'm ready to see let's what's go. to come. Let's keep it going. And yeah, man, let's keep it going. Any last words from you? Nah, man, just, you know, tune in, follow me. I'm going to be more on social media. I don't know if I'm be posting shit, but I'm going to post more. What, what are the socials for it's, people? Shit, Felix, P-H-O-E-L-I-X underscore. I think that's what it is, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, you'll find me. 
Oh, we'll put the we'll put the links in the description the below. The yeah, yeah, I don't even. That's how much I'm not on my shit. I don't even know, but I'll be on there more now. Okay, be more active. I will be more. You can be on TikTok and all. <laughs> no, nah, I'm gonna make a TikTok after this. Okay, you make a TikTok after this. <laughs> right after this, I, put, I will. I promise. All right, man. Yeah, it's crazy how you got to put your shit out on different platforms now. No, you like, have to. yeah. You have to. It's to. part of this new game we were talking about before. You kind of do have to. Yeah, it's the ad- adapting part yeah, you're talking yeah. about, right? Yeah, it is. There it we is. go. All right. Well, with that, we'll end. Uh, Felix, I appreciate you, man. Once again, uh, this is Levi checking out from Creative Ambiance. We'll see you next time. Appreciate you, my boy. Peace.